by Gods and Kings takes place in the world of Dunai and is based on the tabletop RPG. For more information on the tabletop RPG or for more information on the world of Dunai, please visit our website www.bygodsandkings.com. Chapter 2 The Aloof Gardener at the Edge of the Wilderness The flowers bloom underneath the sun with the shadow of the forest creeping in overhead. Birds chirped loudly, many in unison, as the wind swayed the taller plants. The sound of the rustling plants, combined with the scurrying about of creatures along the ground, provided a unique and calming atmosphere around the quaint cottage. Centered in a lush meadow and surrounded by a rickety wooden fence sat a small cottage fit for one. The resident of the cottage, a devout follower of Phalaris, was doing as she normally did, sitting in her garden meditating. Drusilla Whisperleaf held her eyes shut and let the sounds of the forest fill her mind. She took a deep breath, feeling the particles of dust and pollen fill her nostrils. With immense comfort coursing through her veins, she opened up her palms and rubbed them against the grass at her knees. The wind blew gently against her face as a gentle smirk came from the corner of her mouth. The sound of fluttering wings startled her eyes open. Well, hello there, she said with a smile to the glowing nymph that floated in front of her face. She pulled her hand up from the grass and caressed the face of the floating nymph. Of what do I owe for this pleasure, friend? The small, winged creature no larger than Drusilla's hand floated in the air with its wings fluttering rapidly. Though glowing with a faint green hue, the fairy's body was human in nature with a feminine face and small wings coming from her back. She flew forward and brushed her small body against Drusilla's hand, allowing the god-touched follower of Phalaris to caress her small body. The nymph backed up and away from Drusilla's hand and hovered in front of the god-touched face. A light, chirping noise came from her direction, barely audible over her fluttering wings. Most odd, replied Drusilla, engaging in a conversation with the woodland creature. And are the treants rooting, or are they simply not moving? The nymph responded to Drusilla, who nodded profusely. That is most odd. I wonder what has them stirring. Drusilla held her hands out over the ground, summoning two flowers from it. The plant, a purple tulip with nectar pouring off of the petals, began as a sprig and within a matter of seconds became a fully sprouted plant. There, drink up, laughed Drusilla. Perhaps if I give you a full belly, you'll be a bit more useful. The nymph chirped loudly, but only for a brief moment. It lowered down onto the flower and began consuming the nectar gleefully. Always for you, my friend. I will always have nectar for you, affirmed Drusilla with a warm grin. She loved the creatures of the forest, but she was the most close with this nymph. It didn't have a name, nor did any of the others. However, Drusilla and this nymph were remarkably close, almost family, and Drusilla made sure that her friend wanted for nothing. Drusilla rose to her feet with the nymph following her, staying in front of her face to continue the conversation. What of the dryads, then? asked Drusilla as she made her way through the meadow toward her cottage. Are they migrating through the forest as well with the treants, or are they staying dormant? The nymph chirped loudly again by Drusilla's ear. So they're remaining in place. That's good. Drusilla stepped toward her cottage door with the nymph right behind her. She placed her hand on the wooden door latch and opened the door, releasing a warm fragrance from the cottage. The aromas filled her nostrils as she entered her home with the nymph right behind her, still chirping loudly into her ears. What of the edge of the forest toward Rustos? The nymph continued, this time with a more calm tone to her voice. Drusilla chuckled as she made her way to the hearth where a kettle of tea was steaming. It may be wise to make it there and take a look, she continued. Drusilla reached forward and grabbed the kettle, pulling it out of the fire and setting it on a small table to the side. I suppose you don't have any news about the woods toward Verdul then, laughed Drusilla. The nymph remained quiet as Drusilla shook her head in disbelief. I was hoping you'd be better at getting info for me. 
The nymph chirped loudly while Drusilla made her way through the cottage, almost defensively as it floated around the god-touched's head. I understand that some of the others are reluctant to assist, but Tandrit Gertrone does not care about you or your compatriots, continued Drusilla. He only cares that the forests stay lush and that the meadows continue to thrive. He doesn't care about the treants, nor does he care about the dryads. He especially does not care about the nymphs. Drusilla turned to stare into the small eyes of the nymph when a knock on the door pulled her away. He especially doesn't care about you, she muttered. I was not expecting a visitor. Drusilla stepped toward the door reluctantly and gripped the knob. She hated visitors, especially those who came over unannounced or uninvited. She twisted the knob slowly and pulled the door open, revealing a woman who she vaguely recognized on the other side. Good afternoon, muttered Drusilla from the doorway. She kept her hand on the doorknob and examined the woman who was standing before her. She was meager and thin, and her arms were covered in soot, and across her chest was a heavy blacksmith's apron. Her dark hair was bound tightly behind her head, though her bangs were messy and somewhat matted. Streaks of gray appeared on the side of her hair, though her face was still somewhat youthful. I'm sorry, but I was not expecting any visitors, continued Drusilla. Madam Whisperleaf, I would not venture out here if it were not serious, claimed the woman at the doorway. Please, hear my plea. Drusilla held onto the doorknob firmly while allowing her mind to process what was happening. I don't typically listen to the requests of those who follow other gods. But the Forge Master is an ally of your god, Madam Whisperleaf, please, begged the woman. Drusilla exhaled loudly and pulled away from the door, releasing the handle and allowing the woman to enter her home. Fine, come in please, she announced while motioning for the woman to enter. Please, take a seat. The woman entered the home of Drusilla quickly and bowed her head at the sight of the nymph. Good day to you, she said politely to the flying creature. The nymph, respectful at the sight of the woman, flew in front of her face and examined her before heading back to Drusilla. That's a very spry nymph, announced the woman. She is definitely that, replied Drusilla as the nymph chirped in her ear. So she tells me that your name is Terst, and you and your husband are the blacksmiths in Telerifel. Terst smiled and nodded. It's hard to keep much from them. Drusilla chuckled. If only she could tell me things that were a bit more useful, joked the god Touch as she walked over to the chair across from her guest. She also tells me that you and your husband are great for the village and that you have assisted them countless times with the fields and the equipment. I thank you for that. It's our duty as residents of this village to assist wherever we can, answered Terst. Where the high priest has always kept us at a distance, the villagers have always been good to us and treated us like we belonged. It's why we've never left for Rostos and chosen to stay. Terst took in a deep breath and glanced down at the floor. Perhaps that was our first mistake. Staying in Telerifel and helping those that live there is far from a mistake, Terst. It's what makes Valkus a friend and an ally. While some of his followers are a bit daft, most of them are good people who only want what's best for Denai, explained Drusilla. Now, what brings you here? Terst licked her lips and nodded solemnly. My son, Merik, was kidnapped and taken into the woods, she announced, giving Drusilla some pause. He isn't the first young person also. A few of the other families have lost children to the woods recently. Have you spoken to the high priest? inquired Drusilla firmly. Tersh nodded. My husband, Zukrek, went to speak with him last night after I begged him to. He was reluctant because he knew the high priest would be indifferent, but I had hope that he would take action. And of course he did nothing, affirmed Drusilla. I always like to keep hope that he will prove to be more useful and forthright than normal, but he never surprises me. Terse sighed loudly and locked eyes on Drusilla as a tear started to form in the corner of her right eye. She reached up and brushed it away while keeping her focus on the god touched in front of her. My husband left last night for Rostos in the hope that someone within the Temple of Valkus would be willing to assist us. I told him I would stay here, but I refused to not take action. 
I have to do something to help save my son, which is why I came here to you. You did the right thing, Drusilla affirmed before turning in her chair to look at the floating nymph. Head into the forest and see what you can discover about these missing children, she requested of the nymph. With a loud chirp, the nymph floated away and out one of the windows, leaving Tursht and Drusilla alone in the home. The god touched turned to face Tursht before reaching forward and placing her hands on Tursht's knees. I will head to the Grand Temple and discuss this with Tandrick. He and I have a decent relationship and perhaps I can convince him to send a few priests out into the forest to investigate. And if he won't? inquired Tursht abruptly. Drusilla smiled warmly and pushed herself up onto her feet. Then I will handle this myself, but it would be frowned upon if I did not at least consult the Grand Temple first. Tursh leaned back in the chair and stared at Drusilla. So decorum comes before finding my son? The nymphs are already out searching for me, stated Drusilla plainly, hoping to reassure Tursh. Between them, the dryads, and maybe a few treants, we should know something within the hour. I expect once Tandrick tells me that he won't do anything about this situation, and I tell him that I will go search despite him, we'll know a lot more than we do now. Tursh rose to her feet and leaned forward to embrace Drusilla upon hearing her message. She wrapped her arms around the god-touched torso and squeezed her gently. Thank you for at least taking action where others would not. She pulled back and locked eyes with Drusilla. I wish you could act quicker, but I understand the need to send the nymphs and other creatures of the forest in first. Drusilla placed her hands on her hips and gently shrugged. Do you build a suit of armor without at least having the plans? Questioned Drusilla with a wry grin. The forest is very large and the nymphs are going to give me an idea of where to start. Drusilla stepped away from Tursht and over to the door where she opened it for her guests to leave. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to make my way to the Grand Temple where I'm sure Tandrick will be very happy to see me. Will he really be happy to see you? Inquired Tursht as she made her way to the door. Of course not. The second he lays eyes on me... He'll get a knot in his stomach that won't taper away, joked Drusilla with a coy grin and a slight shrug. But this is what has to happen. He'll be fine. Drusilla paused briefly and sighed loudly. Unfortunately, Valorous requires that I at least keep up appearances and allow the High Priest to serve in his capacity. My god does not like for me to openly undermine the High Priest. However, Valorous also encourages me to express myself and protect the forest. If something is in there that is attacking Telerifel, then it's only a matter of time before it attacks the creatures of the forest, if it hasn't already. I'm going to discuss this briefly with Tandrick before I take action myself, though I know that I will be taking action. I promise. Tursh looked down at the ground and stepped past Drusilla before making it outside into the sunny meadow. Thank you again, Madam Whisperleaf, she announced before heading away from Drusilla's cottage. Drusilla watched her leave as she filled her air with the smells of the gardens around her. While she hated that she would have to intervene in the affairs of the temple, she knew Tandrick's inaction was potentially going to get the followers of Phalaris, as well as the son of Tursten Zukrek, killed. We would like to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. More content will be coming out on a regular basis. For more on By Gods and Kings, please visit www.bygodsandkings.com or www.scriptcrypt.com.